Please sit comfortably. This talk is in some ways an extension of the talk I gave last week on no expectations in meditation. And it's along the themes of um, uh, deep acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, one um, line from the Bible from Matthew, which you probably heard before at some point, is um, a very famous line, in brief, consider the lilies. Mm-hmm. Have that quote about consider the lilies? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And um, it's really a, a teaching about how um, birds and flowers, you know, and wildlife don't actually worry about where their food's going to come from or where their shelter's going to come from, etc., etc. They just, they just go about their business and they're provided for. And, um, and this was Matthew's teaching, to put it you know, in more modern language, about the pointlessness of worrying. Mm-hmm. There's every, everything there for you. You don't have to worry about surviving too much. Um, but this was written, what, 2,000 years ago or more, and the focus is on people not worrying about surviving, you know, and uh, having faith that things will be provided for. But on the theme of lilies, um, there is a, a, a quote here from a, a Japanese Zen teacher um, whose temple I sat in, in Kyoto in, um, uh, in the 1970s when I first started Zen. And this quote is from um, Coral's book. Those of you who know Coral has written a little book on anxiety, and this is one of the quotes, one of the chapters from Uchiyami Roshi. The lily blooming in the field, why does it bloom? It doesn't bloom for any particular purpose. It blooms solely because it's been given life. The violet blooms as a violet. The rose expresses its life as a rose. The flowers blooming in the field do not feel with pride that they would win first prize in a beauty contest. They do not feel that they are in competition with other flowers. The violet does not develop an inferiority complex thinking the roses are big and beautiful, but a little violet like myself is useless. It doesn't say with greed and impatience, I've got to become more efficient. It simply manifests its own life force with all its might, just bringing forth flowers is its life. Mm -hmm. Lovely quote. Flowers are our teachers. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the lilies of the field or the lilies that the Japanese teacher talks about. But what's interesting about the two quotes, the one back then 2,000 years ago was about not worrying about survival. And when you look at this one, it's not worrying about self-image. Mm-hmm. That's the shift. Mm-hmm. Now, where our worries are different in our modern age. We don't have to worry too much about food and shelter and clothing. We worry about self-image now. Um, it's as though worry has to attach itself to something. You know, It's not food and survival, it's something. Mm-hmm. And that is our modern-day preoccupation with self-image. And in reflecting on this further, um, there are many ways in which different psychologies and religions and spiritual traditions deal with 
um, worry, you know, and, and self-acceptance. And if we go from the top down, you get modern day secular versions of psychology which um, are based on cognitive therapy. So if you use your consciousness along the lines of, of saying affirmations to yourself that you're a good person or you're a worthwhile person and you uncover negative core beliefs about yourself that you think you're useless or whatever and you identify them and instead you give yourself positive thoughts, well that, that's a sort of surface level using the conscious mind to actually come to some sense of self-acceptance. Right? Um, and then what's emerged after that, there's a wave now of, um, of self-compassion developing, you know, so that people develop um, self-acceptance. And that's more of a heartfelt thing. It sort of goes below the level of thinking into the level of compassion. So it's a compassion teaching. And so it's about using the conscious mind to cultivate a sense of um, kindness or caring towards oneself. And that can work too, to some degree. Um, but Zen practice, as these quotes sort of point us towards, go to another deeper level of acceptance. And you can call that, that level acceptance the acceptance of um, suchness or emptiness, I prefer the word suchness because it's easier for people to understand that, that word. But looking at self-acceptance from the point of view of suchness is, um, there's, nothing to, there's nothing to have to do. There's nothing you have to search for. There's no answer that you have to find. There's no positive thoughts that you've got to give yourself or self-compassion that you need to give yourself. All of that from the suchness point of view is all just a manipulation of the conscious mind. It might be a useful one, right? I'm not suggesting it's not useful, but it's all still top-down using the conscious mind to somehow come to some sense of feeling okay within your own skin. But the, what I'm saying is that, is that there is a deeper acceptance that comes and it does come out of years and years of meditation practice and that is this level of suchness. It's that there was nothing, nothing wrong in the first place. There's nothing that has to be fixed in the first place. And it's coming, if we can actually accept the reality of life around us is that we just see a pot plant as a pot plant and see the reality of a pot plant, then we came we come into the same experience as ourselves as a human being. The pot plant's just being a pot plant, right? And Diana's just being Diana and Brendan's just being Brendan. Jeff's just being Jeff. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to move beyond that. It doesn't have to move beyond any conscious manipulation of self-compassion or um, or positive thoughts. And if you reach that place in yourself, it's really quite different. It doesn't, doesn't require doing anything. It just requires becoming what you are. It requires becoming what you are in this moment. 
whatever that moment might be for you. Even if the suffering there at this moment is just being that moment as it is. Um, this is really a, a deeper sense of acceptance that's not really understood in modern psychology. And even though self-compassion self and giving loving-kindness to oneself, um, Buddhist practices, they're, they're compassion practices. Um, they're not emptiness practices. If you go back to the Heart Sutra, the opening words of the Heart Sutra, which is one of the main teachings of Zen Buddhism, um, which really sum up what all practice is about. Um, I'll, I'll give you the everyday English translation after this, but it starts off Avalokiteshvara Bodhisattva practicing deep prajna paramita clearly saw that all five skandhas are empty. So in plain English it's meaning the Bodhisattva or the, the enlightenment being of compassion Avalokiteshvara is the teacher of compassion doing wisdom meditation realizes that everything is empty of concepts. There are no constructs. There's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong. That's touching the baseline of suchness. Mm -hmm. So even the Bodhisattva of compassion has something to learn. Mm -hmm. And that is the emptiness teaching. When, when, you, when, you, when you drop below the, the level of all mental constructions, even, even I'm a good person, or I'm a bad person, or I'm a worthwhile person, or I'm a worthless person, whatever it might be, when, when it's all of those constructions drop away, um, then you just sit in suchness. Right? Pot plant's just a pot plant. Jeff is just Jeff. There's nothing outside of this moment that we need to search for. And you know, if you come back to our practice principles that we recite all the time, the first three lines of them are the clearest or most obvious to understand. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. The last line, people get a bit muddled by. Being just this moment, compassion's way. If you, if you drop down into this experience of suchness where things just are the way they are, including you, then what arises out of that is a, is a deeper sense of compassion. You don't have to manipulate it from the top of your head down. It's kind of like it rises from the, the bottom up. You don't have to try and manufacture it. And that, that, is, the, that is the deeper essence that Zen practice is getting us to, to touch base with.